0: girl. Hey, Prina, nothing much. Oh, hey, y'all. How y'all doing? How y'all week been? Pretty good. good. So, did you guys get the whipped butter that I sent you by whimsical Fusion? I did. Did you get yours, Prina? Yep, I sure did. So, I have pound cake whipped butter. It smells so good, and it feels so good on my skin. My scent alone is gonna be turning heads this summer. I got mine. My hair was pretty dry, so I used that shit on my hair. I didn't read the directions, but you know what? My twist out is popping anyway, so... Oh, I think wow.
1: it has multiple uses. That's what I, I would have never thought about that. Prina, what flavor did you have? So I ended up getting a moscato with butter. Let me tell you, I, I don't know about putting it in my hair, but the stuff smells so good. Like I just, I just needed me a day to just relax, rub it all over, and just be in it. It's amazing. com? I did not even know that they every all their products handmade vegan I mean who don't love handmade stuff so.
0: that's sure because you know when people actually take the time to make something instead of manufacturing it you know that they're putting like care love and good vibes and energy into it putting their all into it yeah I love that it. it actually was a nice surprise so I didn't use it on my skin but you know what I will <laughs> oh that's what's up so if any of our listeners would like to check out some skin products that are hand and vegan made, including body drugs whipped butter. And FY. I have eczema, so I have really sensitive yet dry skin, and I have a body wash and the wet butter. So if I can use them, anybody can, and it makes my skin look and feel amazing. So check out Winslowfusion.com. Um, it's been a while since we talked, but you know, we it's, not, it's very common for us women to get together and discuss how we've been hurt, rejected, rejected and broken from dating and relationships particularly we see things over the internet and you know we get on here and we we chat it out so today ashley interviewed a 32 year old divorced father of two so let's go ahead and listen to that interview welcome to kisses and conversations thank you for joining us
2: my name is jason valentine well oh, absolutely there are many jasons out there but only one jason valentine
0: I was watching this video. There was a guy, and he was talking about, he'd get somebody's number, and you're wondering, like, who's supposed to call who? You know, he's supposed to call me if he's interested. And I am one of those people who followed by those rules. He was basically saying that we should stop doing that. What do you think about that?
2: I have to say that I mostly agree with it if I mean if I'm interested in somebody and I'm thinking about them I'm gonna call them or I'm gonna text them or I'm gonna we have so many avenues of communication now I do think that the kind of oh I'm not gonna call her yet because I don't want it to seem like I'm thirsty or I don't want to seem like I'm desperate or anything or chasing her when in actuality I feel like as men we should be going after what we want. So if a woman has taken the time to show interest in me enough that I was able to get her phone number, it's like, okay, yeah, she's interested. Now let me do my job. Let me go after her. But I will say it is kind (laughs) of, it gets kind of weird that sometimes you get people that play this game or sometimes a lot of women will, you know, I'm not going to answer on the first call. I don't want it to seem like this. People Mm -hmm. just get rid of that you're not gonna seem like anything somebody who's truly interested in you however you are is how you should think you excited about talking to that person you should feel excited and you should be able to show that without anybody thinking bad I just feel like we let our uh, friends and other avenues kind of get in our head and it's like oh you know man you ain't supposed to call her that soon or your girls are telling you like oh you know you ain't gotta talk to him that early you know make him chase you make him wake Man, the funny thing about chasing is you can get tired
0: you said something that was very important to me anyway. You said it is your job as a man to be the first steward
2: oh absolutely yeah but i mean honestly you know sometimes it has nothing to do with you know us having a girlfriend or you know we just like to flirt you know nine times out of ten if a guy flirt, there's some interest there it may be because of how your body is shaped it may be because they like the way you smile it could be any number of things and maybe they just like your personality but you know guys we're not going to flirt with somebody that we're not attracted to in some way shape or form most times we're not asking for a number because some time but it is unclear a lot of the time we don't like rejections as much as you guys though you know to shoot no your shot case. and then the girl is like oh no like i wasn't i wasn't trying to give you my number you know i thought we was just flirting having a good time
0: like rejection is part of life
2: Absolutely. But it takes a it takes a very confident person to be able to accept that, you know, to be able to just go through and say, you know what, whatever happens, I'm going to just go for it. You know, if she says no, you know, then hey, it's fine. Me personally, it's something I had to grow into. You know, when I was younger, I'd be like, man, you know, man, she looks good. You know, I, I should go over there. And I'm like, no, nah, she don't seem like she does. Before I even get over there, I'm like, oh, she don't seem like she would be interested. You know, if she look like she's dressed too good, it's like, oh, no, I can't. You know, I'm not up on that level. Or she around a whole bunch of other her girls. It's like, no, I don't feel like dealing with that heavy. You know, we kind of psych ourselves out before ever giving it a chance. And, you know, you have to grow into that person who's just like, you know, I'm interested, so I'm going to go do this. You see it a lot of times, and, you know, guys who know how to hustle or guys who know, you know, how to have their own business are very good with going up to women. It's just like, hey, you know, I'm interested in you. I find you attractive. I want to know if I can get to know you. You know, can we go out? And it's like, hey, if she say no, it's a part of life. Because we've gone through those other things that we've had failure in. It's like, hey, it's a part of it. I learned now. You know, I didn't leave it on the table and be like, oh, well, man, I wonder what would have happened.
0: That's very valid. Can you think of three things or three misconceptions that women have about men when dating? And you don't have to give them to me right now if you don't have them off the top of your head. We can wait till later on.
2: Oh, okay. Man, I'm trying to think. Well, because, you know, because I'm not sure, you know, what's really considered a misconception that women have about men. I mean, I've. I've run into a lot of things, and I can't tell sometimes if they're just a misconception about men in general or if it was a learned behavior from a past relationship.
1: You know what?
0: How about you give me misconceptions that women have about men, period?
2: Uh, period. So, um, that all guys, especially younger guys, just like to play games. That is, that is very granted. There are a certain percentage of guys who, yeah, they just love to chase. They just love to play around. You know, they just want to flirt and they on to the next one. That's what they like to do. The vast majority of guys, like if you were to get into a group of guys and ask that, it's like, we don't want to play games. We most times are reacting the way we thought we were supposed to instead of how just we are. Instead of just being ourselves and doing what we know is, is good to do, uh, we just kind of get caught up in, you know, our boys egging us on like, oh, man, you know, you ain't supposed to tell her, you know, you love her so early. You know, you're not supposed to do this. And it turns into a game. You know, it never starts off with that intention. You know, it just kind of starts off as, hey, yeah, I'm really interested. I want to see where this goes. And then you, I guess you can call it peer pressure. You know, the fellas all get together and start giving the bull crap that they won't say to their wives and to their girlfriends, to you, because you're just starting out. Like, all the stuff they wanted to try over the years, they tell them you. And sometimes we just go along with it. Like, oh, wow. they my boys. They got my best interest at heart, you know. Yeah, I'm going wow. to listen to them. And it'd be so stupid. Uh... <laughs> 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 yeah, it's definitely been some interesting things I've heard. I mean, even, you know, from my dad, I he's <laughs> a very interesting guy. I've learned a long time ago that if I modeled my life after him, I would not be able to be in a relationship with anybody. <laughs> Speaking of
0: being in a relationship, um, tell us, tell our listeners about your love story, the good, the bad, the ugly, and the great. Ooh,
2: my love story. I am a divorced guy. Um, never thought that you- I'd ever say that. I am thirty two.
0: Thirty two in divorce. Okay.
2: Yes. With two children. <laughs> and uh you know, I never thought that I'd end up here. Like this is not the place that I was just like, Man, I can't wait till I get divorced. Um, I guess I could say everything kinda started when I was younger. Uh I was the Goody two shoes guy. You know, I was the guy that everybody wanted to be friends with, but nobody wanted to date. And like, um I went through times of thinking, OK, I got to be the ugly person that nobody wants to tell that he's ugly. Because I would always hear stuff like, you know, hey, you'd be perfect here. as a boyfriend. And then, but they, they would never proceed to that point. They would always end up like, oh, you know, I see you as a brother. You know, I see you, you know, as a really good friend. And I'm like, yeah, I, I got to be the ugly guy. Like, there's no way.
1: You could um, not think
2: you're ugly. No, I, I've
0: seen pictures of you young and not now either. There's no way you yes. think
2: you're ugly. Well, listen, I appreciate that, but I did. I went through a long time because, you know, when basically when people keep telling you it's not you, it's me, you start to think, okay, somebody's got to be lying. You know, all these people can't just be like, oh, you know, you, you'd you be perfect as a boyfriend, but I don't want you as a boyfriend. It was like nobody wanted the good guy. You know, nobody wanted the guy that was writing love notes and poems and singing and you know that sort of thing you know that they wanted the rough guy that was selling on the corner and
1: mm-hmm. you know they
2: wanted the thug so i always got screwed over um fast forward to uh cool about two thousand and seventeen um, I was working at MGM Grand, Detroit. Uh, ended up running into a young lady there that seemed like she was so different than everybody. Um, I had been in church all my life. I was ministering music for a while. Uh, played all types of instruments. Always leading and singing, and just it was—I loved it. But I would always Wait. run into women who were not.
0: Wait, I'm sorry. You said 2017 or 2007?
2: 2007 i'm
0: sorry
2: okay Ooh, these years they just roll <laughs> on by uh okay. no so 2007 um and i met a young lady there who you know was into church you know we would sometimes chat um but at the time she had a boyfriend and I remember specifically a boyfriend who had a motorcycle because I remember thinking in my head like, man, this guy got a motorcycle. like He's cool. I can't compete with that. <laughs> um, wow. And there was a guy there that was blind. His name was Carl. He was working. He, he turned around to us one day. We were kind of like laughing and playing around in the kitchen. And he's like, yeah, you know, I keep going laughing. You know, you know that's going to be your wife one day, right? <laughs> and we like what are these guys talking about like why um so we did ended up uh getting to know each other I uh I ended up doing a talent show at the casino and one of her friends was like yeah girl you know he can sing and you know I know you tired of dealing with them guys like I think y'all will be perfect <laughs> so, she so our first career? yeah I guess they had been broken up for a minute now or off and on type of thing okay um so, yeah, so we had our first date. I was getting off, and she was going to lunch in the cafeteria of the casino. Um So we got to know each other, got to meet family. Uh, she said she was moving out to Las Vegas one day. <laughs> and I was like, wow, Um, that kind of sucks. Like, I, I like where things are going. And I realized I didn't have anything holding me back here, so I moved to Las Vegas with her. <laughs> um,
1: so you picked up and moved to be with this yeah. lady?
2: Yes, this I did. This before
1: you
0: guys were married?
2: This is before. Um, at the time, I was just kind of thinking, you know, hey, if things don't work out, I can always move back, you know, because I drove. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I drove a Penske truck. I was like, eh, I mean, it's kind of worth the risk, you know. She's different. She's not like the other women that I had been dealing with. I, got, I had been so tired of women who didn't have their own personalities and opinions. You know, I say, hey, you know, well, what do you want to do today? Oh, whatever you want to do. Oh, what are your goals? Oh, you know, I'm just, I'm here to help you with yours. Like, no, like, I need you to have your own mind because I'm a guy and I can be a smart ass on time and I know I can get out of hand. I need somebody that can put their foot down and be like, all right, that's enough. You've gone too far. <laughs> Okay. And I know that about myself. And I know that I need somebody who is able to be strong enough to be like, okay, Jay, like, let's, let's dial it back. You know? And so, okay. I was like, cool. She's that person. She's that woman. <sighs> we get to Las Vegas. Everything is going great. You know, I finally find me a job. Um, I tell her, hey, you know, I can support us. You know, you finish your degree. You know, take as much time as you need don't work just finish your degree that way when you get done you know i can go part-time and i can get my degree um in las vegas everything was beautiful um things changed when we moved back here about a year later so we got married then moved back to detroit and uh when she got around her family it was a completely different thing uh she started working she had finally finished her degree and i'm like okay cool you know i can go part-time you can start working you know awesome uh no i was told well you the man you know you took on that responsibility so you know you gotta figure it out wow all right i mean that's not what we agreed on but hey maybe this is just something maybe she stressed or something you know i had a bad habit of thinking things would just work themselves out with time like oh you know maybe you know, she just had a bad day or, you know, ah, this will get better. <laughs> uh, and then just a multitude of issues started happening. Um she would go out till three in the morning hanging out with her girls and thought that was fine. Um, would get angry with me. I like video games. Um would get angry with me if I was on the game for like 20 minutes um she can stay out
0: till three o'clock in the morning don't call her husband. don't say anything and just be out oh yeah oh yeah play video
1: game
2: oh yeah um she would be upset because i'm like after a while after a few years of this i was just because i would call her and i'd be like hey you know just making sure you made it safely you all right you know what's going on oh yeah i made it you know you don't you don't have to check on me like all the time it's like you're out at midnight like i feel like i should be able to call you and make sure you're okay Oh, no. So then she got mad because I stopped calling. I stopped checking. And she said, you don't even call to check on me. And I'm like, well, I figure when you get there, you should be responsible enough to let me know you made it. It almost seemed like everything became a battle. You know, later on, it was like, hey, you know, I feel like you not, you know, you don't used to hug me all the time and give me a kiss before you left to go to work. and You don't do that anymore. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. you know." like this no this is this was with the children
0: okay so (laughs) yeah you, you skip the section because you know things change when people have kids
2: well so she had a son already okay um from her previous relationship and so when she got with me i took him on as my son Because his dad was, his dad would ignore him. We would send him over there to spend time with like his brother and stuff like that. And he would come back crying because his dad wouldn't even say hi to him.
1: Oh wow.
2: And so I ended up taking him under me. You know, I was like, you know, this is my son. And eventually I ended up adopting him. Um, so legally and everything, that's my son. Mm -hmm. Uh, her and I had a little girl. Um, it was actually, I enjoyed it more when my daughter was a little baby. Um, because, uh just being, there, being in that marriage, because I now had, you know, like this I was able to be with my daughter and, you know, she would lay on my chest and I'd be able to sing to her and I would hug her and she would hug me back. You know, those different things that I wasn't able to do with you know, my wife, you know it, everything was always a problem, you know, and I was like, "When do we stop working on stuff enough to be able to just enjoy it um so fast forward to a lot of years later, uh, <laughs> maybe about the maybe about the seventh year, um I started realizing a change in me that I didn't like um prior to that, you know, I was the type of guy where I'm like. You know, I'm eye straight ahead. I don't even see the other women around because I don't care about them. You know, I don't care that somebody's on Facebook that I ain't seen in a while you know but probably about year seven i started realizing that i was starting to entertain you know messages and i wasn't you know out cheating and sleeping around but it made me feel bad that i was even saying hey or good morning back to you know some of the women that i had known before you know and or i would see somebody walking down the street and i'm just like man you know how you know she looks nice (laughs) and i was like holy crap like where's this coming from and uh She would come home and she'd ask me, like, silly questions. Like, one day she asked me, do I ever think about sleeping with other people? Now, that's a really weird question to ask when you're sitting, chilling in the bed, you know, thinking, okay, I'm just watching some TV. And I'm like, no, like, honestly, it's never crossed my mind. Why? Like, where did that come from? Do you? And she said, well, yeah, like, not like a specific person, but, you know, just i don't know (laughs) and i was like "Hmm, getting a little interesting now um so she wanted to she she thought about sleeping with other people yeah oh yeah um she had a friend named david um who apparently was meeting her and her friends out when she would be out till three in the morning and uh I had no idea to the last time. Uh one of her friends ended up calling me, you know, saying like, Oh yeah, you know, uh David was, you know, trying to hit on, you know, whatever whatever her name, and, you know, trying to hit on her, you know, and you know, he was drunk though, so, you know, I don't think nothing of it. And I got a problem with that because 'cause I'm like even drunk, I've been drunk. I've never done something that I didn't want to do because I was drunk.
0: Exactly. Usually
2: it just take away the inhibitions. You know, it's, it's something you always wanted to do. You was just scared to do it. Exactly. Um, and she tried to explain it away to me. Uh, she was like, oh, you know, he was drunk. You know, it's nothing. And I'm like, okay, well, what about the other time? She said he was out with your girls, you know, and he's there with y'all till 3 in the morning. Oh, you know, I mean, he's been my friend for so long. Uh, I was like, okay. Like, whatever. So at this time, I'm thinking, you know what? I'm a Christian. I'm a man. You know, I just got to fight for my marriage. You know, I got to try to take this thing back, try to turn it around. Uh, so for a couple of years, I fought. You know, I'm like, okay, what can I do? What can I change about myself? It's got to be me. It's got to be me. It's my fault because I'm the guy. Mm-hmm. And I finally came to the revelation. I was like, you know, it can't all be me there's two people in this relationship and i'm tired you know what do i you know when you fight when you're fighting a battle you usually win something at the end and i finally looked and i was like what do i win at the end of this like if if things go as planned and you know she's like yeah you know this is awesome like will i be okay with that will i be happy about that and uh so no so you know i just kind of fell off emotionally i i was not there emotionally um and so one day she's like hey you know i don't i don't think we're you know that we're okay like you know like you ever think like maybe we should get a divorce and i'm like you know what i think that's an awesome idea um i don't think she thought that I was going to agree with her. Um, It was like another one of those things that she would do from time to time. She'd kind of say something and look for a specific reaction. (laughs) And uh, you know, this time it didn't turn out the way she thought. I was like, you know what? I agree. We absolutely should. And uh, when we separated in when we separated in 2016, uh, it was like a huge weight had been lifted. I mean, I felt so good about likes. Um, people that I was working with for years actually started telling me, they were like, Man, you know, like, what happened to you? You, just, you look good. You know, you look like you're happy. You know, and I'm like, Wow, like, I, it's not like I really talk to the people at work, you know, but they notice a difference. Um, and yeah, we got to the point where now we're divorced and I'm not sad about it. Um, I can't say that I miss being married. Um, I do understand that marriage wasn't the issue; it was just the people who were married. Um, but I definitely am happy that I made that decision because it started to bleed over to my children. Um, I've never been a person to use a lot of profanity and raise my voice. You know, if I raise my voice, I mean you've done something just ridiculous. And I remember <laughs> one day. Man, she was just yelling at me. And my children are, like, trying to tell her to stop. Like, they're like, Daddy is not doing anything to you. Why are you yelling? Because she decided she wanted to argue in front of the children. And I just finally got set up. And I started cussing right back at her. I started hollering. I raised my voice. I had lost my voice after that. And I remember my children crying in the other room and i was like i never want to i i let her bring me to a point that i never thought i would be at like i literally i called my cousin that that same day that same night and i apologized to him because my cousin was one of those guys you know he'd always punch a hole in the wall you know just it just seemed like he had a lot of anger issues and I called him, I said, you know what? I get it now. I understand. I say, today I got brought to the point where I, I wanted to throw her through the wall. And I had never been violent. I had never even thought about it. It just, it got so to the point where I felt like I was so defeated that I was just like, why does it even matter? Why not? And she's like maybe five, three, 120 pounds soaking wet and she kept getting in my face as if that was like the best thing to do
0: yeah she she was that's what i call asking to be hit
2: and i'm like i i really so i ended up slapping the wall i didn't even punch i slapped the wall and my arm went through it. and that's when i was like i kind of snapped out of it. i'm like what the hell am i doing uh you know my baby here crying i'm going to my baby I'm in there holding them, hugging them, apologizing to them, and she's still hollering a cup. Um, so yeah, I, I don't miss any of that at all. So <laughs> so, fast
1: forward to
0: today.
2: Whew, fast forward to today. Um, so you today. There's something
0: very interesting, uh, about a conclusion that you came to your current relationship, like on her end. I don't know if you want to share that or
2: not. I don't even remember because I've said a lot now (laughs) (laughs) you you may have to jog my memory on that one
0: okay so I'm going to let you just go ahead and then I'll ask you
2: okay well uh, so currently I am in a relationship Uh, I did not think I was going to get into one Um, wasn't really looking for one was like you know what I enjoy not answering anybody, just kind of doing my own thing. Um, And things are cool. You know, they... From time to time, it's a little trying. I think I'm still used to wanting to kind of do my own thing and, you know, just chill. Sometimes I want to stay at home and just relax and play my video game or listen to music or whatever. But, you know, I, I realize that I have to make that intentional effort to, you know, hey, all right, let's go out, you know, or let's go through this or, you know, just get used to being in a relationship.
0: You don't think
1: that your current girlfriend is over her ex?
2: I do not. Um from time to time I notice uh you know, my my girlfriend now will she'll make comparisons without even really realizing that she's doing it she will I don't even really know how to explain it So uh she will start to think that because something looks similar in our relationship then that's how it's gonna be because that's how her past was so uh when ah perfect example uh one of my sister's friends called me one day and was asking me for advice about her brother uh being out of jail and having some issues on he went to work so I'm talking to her and I'm talking to her right in front of my girlfriend you know I'm like hey you know this is her. everybody knows that we're in a relationship here you go um she actually got an attitude after that was bothered uh Because her ex had a lot of different women calling him that he would hide from her and they didn't know that she existed. So anytime any woman calls me, in her mind, it's like automatically, okay, nope, it's this all over again. Like, this is going to be a problem. Or just multiple times of uh, her just kinda I'm, I, I wanna say like an overall just feeling of of doubt about where things could go. Um because she's constantly like, oh you know, he did this and so, you know, whenever I see this now it's a trick. Um whenever uh we were in a church event And we're all just laughing. We're on the bus. And one of the young ladies said, hi, you know, I like your shirt. Uh, We got to pick our own uniform that day. And I said, thank you. You know, cool. No problem. I'm thinking nothing of it. She had a problem with it. Why she saying thank you? You know why? Why she saying she likes your shirt? And I'm like, because it's a nice shirt. You're the one who purchased it. Like, you didn't think it looked nice? <laughs> um, I think sometimes we just had this weird thing where we just. <laughs> we bring all that extra baggage from other relationships. You know, yeah, you learn from different mistakes in your past and the hard stuff. But eventually you have to realize that the person you are now is not who was in those same situations back then. And the person you're with now is not the same person that you were with. I agree. You know, agree. granted, there's always going to be some similarities. So, because you know, women are women, guys are guys. So some things are kind of universal. <laughs> but you can't automatically overlay your ex's personality over your new person's personality. You know, judge them by how they act, how they behave, or what they do. Not what you expect, you know what you expect. always is, lead us to, uh, to
0: terrible things. <laughs> I
2: always that. So
0: go into dating with no expectations like just be open-minded and don't stress about anything like
2: don't care yeah well, I mean, I feel like you know some expectations are are good to have you know some things are kind of basic it's like you want to have that sense of basic security and care, you know um I used to tell, like, a lot of my, my female friends, I would tell them, if you're out on a date and the guy does not open the door for you and does not, if you're walking and you're on the side by the street, leave him alone. Absolutely. Because certain things you should expect, you know, you should expect that, hey, you know, the the way I explained it is that, you know, I opened the door, you know, for my woman. Well, any woman, you know, anybody in general, I, I like opening the door for people but especially for my woman we going out somewhere it's almost like saying you know hey here's your grand entrance i'm opening the door so that everybody can admire you when you walk in and then when they see me walk up behind you it's like oh she's with him like that's awesome that is a beautiful thing to me that's like okay you know you know i'm looking good too because you were looking good when you walked through the door first you know if you're gonna be if we're walking somewhere i'm not gonna have you by the street you know you are and it has nothing to do with you know uh, thinking that women are weaker or anything like that is just i feel like it's my job to protect to make you feel secure so i always Mm -hmm. want you to feel secure and protected i want to do whatever i can to make you feel like when you're with me you're in your own little bubble you know and that's that's something that should be an expectation you know when you're out with somebody you should know that you have their full attention you know i put my phone away if i'm out on a date unless we're looking up something together my phone is either in my pocket or it's face down in a bag or something because my attention is on you those are things that, that women should expect you know that's like normal decent type of thing. Um, you know if you're expecting the relationship to really go anywhere um, it's just so yeah some expectations absolute um, but you have to separate your expectations from the things that you feel like you want so you know we want you know, somebody that looks good, we want somebody, you know, that's gonna be able to provide and you know, that providing stuff that come later. You we not even at that point yet. But sometimes we'll have that expectation like, Oh, well they not doing for me now, so they're not gonna do for me later. No, like we just dating. That's <laughs> this is getting to know each other. This is getting to understand and see if you know, if you like my flaws and I like your flaws. Can you be okay with my flaws? Can I be okay with your flaws? And that's what gonna let us know and we're going to be able to make it.
1: So, that, yeah, so that was a really interesting interview. Sound familiar for a second. I feel like he used to work at my job because, you know, I used to work at MGM back in the day. You know, I know about that, that casino life and a lot of times, you know, people be getting get relationships with people that they work with. And for some reason, I don't know why, but I always just felt like this. But I've always been about no franchenization at the workplace. That would have been my first red flag. Just it's all good because you see them every day and you feel like you like them and you feel like you're in love with them. But when you go to another environment, it's
0: always changes. When they got back to Detroit and he was kind of like not or it was time for him to go back to school because he worked
1: while she went to school. They took time. Like, that was they were supposed to take time. Oh, and she was like, oh, that's what he was like. And she was like, well, you know, you a man, you got. Right. Similar to what they did is basically what the same thing me and Chris did. But clearly, she wasn't about that life. And I kind of felt like that when the first time when she kept on asking him questions like, how do you feel? Well, what do you ever think about people with somebody else or something? She had asked that he said that she asked. And then when she came to him with the same question, what? Well, what would you think that we got a divorce? Like, I don't like those what-if questions, because if you ask them what-if questions, that means that is something that's on your mind, and that's something you want to do. You just want to see what I'm going to say first. I didn't like, I, I, I really hate the fact that this is one of those, well, he seems to be like one of those good dudes he had to deal with this type of woman first, you know, kind of gave his, but you could say he gave his heart to her or he he thought he had a a partnership with her because, you know, she took her turn, went to school while he worked, and then when it was time for the switch up, she was like, no. That's almost like somebody saying, let's commit uh, suicide together and you waiting for them, up, they ask to jump and you don't jump. Like, that's how I feel like that was. In all, she... She really, I mean, I don't even know the woman, so I hate to keep making it seem like I'm on his side and not her side. Things like, you know, especially when he was talking about, you know, I was trying to make it work and, you know, trying to tough it out. You know, it's like usually you hear women saying stuff like that. It's not very often that you hear men saying that they was trying to work the stuff out. So that part really, really stood out to me. When he was—he kind of like was saying that he was trying to work for his marriage, and also the part where he said, "When your first question you asked him about, you know, people worrying about—is it desperation? Dudes don't want to feel like they chasing uh, the female." It was like, you know, you are supposed to chase a woman. There's not no type of desperation or nothing like that. Today in today's world, in 2019, that's what females think about a lot. That's why they got these words, thirsty, or you know, all on my jock or stuff like that. And I think it tends for people to be so afraid of rejection that they don't do anything at all. Or like he said, they're worrying about this third party that got something to say or family or whoever it is. Worrying about everybody else's opinions instead of their true opinions about somebody else. Because it shouldn't take you to be around your family for you to, you know, change a certain way around you, act how you act with your husband. He already had openly accepted you and your son and even adopted your son. And now here you go again. It just made me feel like this may have happened to her before at the same time. I just, I don't know, I kind of just felt for, felt for Jason as if he's one of those dudes I've met before. Like the dudes that really, when they fall in love with somebody, they really fall in love with somebody. But the female don't love them back. What did you think about that interview? April. Man, I got so many interesting insights. I think it was
0: really a great conversation, and it's just really the things that I envisioned, you know, when we came together for this podcast because I do want women to see that men hurt just like us, right? And even just the way that the conversation progressed when you know you started to talk about just him dating and like his fear of reject i think a lot of times we expect for a guy to like approach us and i even in my head think like well i don't why ever hit on me or i'm be that hideous a lot of times it's just that a guy is just scared. he just doesn't want to be rejected so i appreciate him sharing that when it came to his relationship with his wife giving those insights you know i'm thinking i think about just my experience when it was with my ex and we lived together and just maybe you know maybe considering some of the things that he was frustrated with um so he was an asshole, but we ain't gonna go there um you know i think that the way you know he shared with us he seemed like a stand-up guy and it just was unfortunate that they weren't able to work out their situation the part the Prina and ashley when he shared certain things about him was starting to change like he was starting to give attention to women and stuff and it's like it makes me think like wow you know how they say if a man feels neglected he'll you know step out and things and you know even though he didn't step out in his marriage you know you can see how those things can start when you're not getting you know what you want from your spouse So, me being a person that's not married and um, possibly would like to be one day, I appreciate him giving that insight and just really just being, me as a woman, being considerate of, of a guy. Just him sharing that whole story, just from, like you said, his love story, right? Like, and then his girlfriend, when he started to talk about his, like, current girlfriend at the end, I'm like, wow, she's, like, super insecure. I don't... I can't even understand why he would even entertain that, but he was talking about those specific things. I don't, there's probably a lot of great qualities about her. So yeah, that's what I got out of it. I really just appreciate him. Men have feelings too. So, you know, the things that we do to each other do affect the other person. So I I really enjoyed that interview. Well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I um, enjoyed the conversation with Jason as well. And as I have discussed with him, I feel like many of us, and we've talked about this before, and this is no different for, for him and his situation. Like, we spend our youth wanting to be grown, wanting the white ticket fence and to be married and to have two kids and a dog and all of this stuff. And we don't even know who we are as human beings yet. And so people who get married young typically end in divorce because you haven't experienced anything in life yet and so when you haven't experienced anything in life as far as anything as far as actual dating like a lot of us don't even really date we think for dating but we really aren't dating you know you like women get caught up in wrapping themselves up in one person and usually that person is not the person they should be wrapped up with and it sounds like that's what happened with Jason but when you get married young you don't have experience you don't know who you are and so you mix that Let's, we're mixing your inexperience, your youth, and your trauma because we all have some type of trauma. So you're bringing those things into a relationship and so is that other person. And so when you mix those things, you got six different things of complications dealing with each other. So it's kind of like, not saying that it can't work, but in a lot of cases, it it does end in divorce. And she didn't change. He just didn't know who she was. That's how I feel. Like She didn't change when she got around mm. her family. That's who she yeah. was. But yeah, because that's they true. moved, yeah, really he didn't have yeah. anybody but him. You know what I'm saying? Y'all move to a different you know. place together. You don't have anyone but each other. So you have no one else to lean on but each other. But when you get back home, you're in your comfort zone. You start killing yourself, because you're at home now. And I believe i say this before. Like, I literally know men that would slap the hell out of a woman for asking, uh, do you ever, you know, think about us sleeping with different people (laughs) or like are you are you serious like not that i'm you know for like domestic violence but that's mad disrespectful you know the part where he was talking about how you know she had just made him so angry and you know he was out of character you know it's like women you know we have to acknowledge that a lot of times women do provoke men and try to it's setting up scenario okay so we want to test you so we're going to we're going to manipulate and dictate the environment to see how you react from whatever we have said or changed in that moment. Let's see what you're gonna do. Like that is, that's the best game that women play when they're young. It's I, dangerous. I hope. So, it's dangerous. You know, dangerous. Because, because he, you know, had he not been the guy that he is, you know, but it just like I said, that insight is just like people don't realize and, and I'm not and I will be one to admit that I, I mean, my baby father is like six for almost 300 pounds, but he's a big nigga. But in the heat of the moment, like I've been like very uh, the aggressive person, you know, I've never hit him, but maybe just been in his face. Yeah, I mean, so I can, I can see, like, the other side of that and like, wow, like, really taking somebody out of their character, you know? I was just saying, like, I'm the first person to say that I apologize to anybody that I dated in my twenties because I was a terrible person. <laughs> like, I was a terrible person. Like, I really was. Like, I'm, I was a brat, which I'm still a brat, but I was just not where I thought I was in my mind. I was definitely a provoker. I'm definitely going to do this to see what you're going to do or say about it, you know, to see if you care. It's just crazy how you can look back on situations and see how you sabotage yourself and relationships. And yeah, I appreciate Jason being completely open and and vulnerable with us because discussing how you feel and how people, you know, how women or how you felt within a relationship is a very serious and personal thing. I have problems with that. I'm, I'm doing more to Invoke my vulnerability and femininity so i really 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 appreciated him being so open and honest with us and it really sounds like you know i hate to say this but it's like the good guys go for the wrong girls and the good girls go for the wrong guys and it's like how do we keep missing each other you know what i'm saying i didn't want to interject this today but Here it is. So I watched the Red Table Talk with Ciara the other day. And what she said was she had to go through everything that she went through with Future because it was so bad and she was in such a dark place that she would not have been able to appreciate Russell Wilson the way that she does had she not been through all of that trauma. So it's like you have to go through it in order to appreciate when somebody is welcoming you with open arms and loving you just for being a human, not even knowing who you are but just respecting you as a woman, as a mother, as a human being, as a a a divine being that's connected to us in one way or another. You know what I'm saying? I think that Jason will get his pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. He has to go through those things so that when it's his his final call for whoever's gonna be his end-all be-all, he's going to be able to appreciate her so much more because she's not going to be anything like his ex-wife and now ex-girlfriend because he broke up with the girl that he was with. Oh wow. He found his Mrs. Wright yet because he ain't moved to Rochester yet but you know he might come here one day.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: the Shay. Oh
1: yes!
0: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> okay so April's time to play Love Connected Games. All right. I mean he just
1: I ain't even seen him but he just sound like a don't baby. make me hook you up with Jason cause you're gonna be a D girl after that okay you're gonna D trigger. girl <laughs> listen I'm getting that in button just...
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh, oh you know what else I love I love I think um April you mentioned this but I love the fact that he has the values of men are supposed to be the pursuers Oh yeah, yes, yes, I did like that. Like, I love, I love that. I always feel like, you know, I'm gonna drop you some bait, and if you don't pick that bait up, then you just miss it. Cause, <laughs> 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 you know, it is what it is. You pick it up or not. I mean, I walk, I guess for me, I walk the line. Like, sometimes I want to be pursued, but then the other times I'm just like, you know what? I ain't getting any younger. What is up? You know, like I've been comfortable asking a guy out. Um, I'm still single, so I, we see how that worked out. But <laughs> but no, like, I mean, I feel like now it's like time, just because of what he said, like sometimes a guy is like, he's afraid of being rejected. So he might just have to go ahead and just make it happen, you know? Yeah. But that was a great interview. So, Well, guys, this wraps up episode eight of Kisses and Conversations. We would like to thank Jason Valentine for his amazing interview and sharing his love story with us and our listeners. We have two more episodes to go to wrap up season one. So stay tuned.
1: All right. Bye bye. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you all for tuning in to the Kisses and Conversations podcast and as always we'd like to thank our supporters Joe Ruiz, Brenton Thornton, Jason Valentine, and Darren R. You can find us online on Facebook at Kisses and Conversations and Instagram at Kisses and Convos. Thank you all so much for listening. Smooches!
1: Music for this podcast has been provided by Makai Beats on the intro, Drake Stafford on the outro, and Vincent Augustus on the underlay. If you guys want to check out this music, you can find these guys on Instagram. And also check out our information page on where you can find a license and where you can find these artists on freemusicarchives.org.